reading through Romans, and we called it that because we really don't aren't going to go in order. We're going to roam. So you never know which part you're going to get next week. And we've got several of the leaders and ministers that will be teaching different areas in the book of Romans. But we had to let Reverend Mike start because when we talked about doing this, he, he piped up and said, well, I'm going to get Romans chapter 1, verse 1. So we figured that'd be a good place to start. So let's welcome Reverend Mike as he comes tonight. Am I on? Yes, there I am. Praise God. I tell you, I told Pastor Dan and Pastor Joan before the service, I asked for Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and she gave me the whole chapter. I mean, that's giving. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to get through the whole first chapter of Romans tonight, but let's just begin with a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship together with you Then, as we partake of the words of life, it changes us. Father, I ask that you anoint me especially to teach your word of God and that that word goes forth clearly, simply, accurately, and with great power. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you anoint every ear to hear as the learned. For Father, I know that the most important thing isn't what I say. The most important thing is what the Holy Spirit says to each of our hearts. So Father, we, we purpose to have our spiritual ears on and to receive from you this night. We give you all praise, glory, honor, and thanks. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, you're going to learn something. Yes. And, and the reason that I wanted Romans chapter 1 and verse 1 is Paul is one of my favorite Bible characters. I mean, he, he started out over here, going this direction, away from God, and ended up going this direction, all in for God. And in the book of Acts, we are introduced to Saul slash Paul. Saul was a tent maker by trade. He was a strict Pharisee. He was a zealot for Judaism. He was educated by the great teacher Gamaliel. He was a member of the Jewish council. He was mosaic. He was zealous for the Mosaic Law. He approved of the stoning of Stephen. He was holding the coats. He dragged men and women out of their home, put them in prison. He received letters from the Jewish leaders to go to Damascus and imprison people there. But something happened on the way to Damascus. 
he had a dramatic conversion. As you read through the Acts of the Apostles, you find out that he later became known as Saul or Paul. He received a divine calling. He was called to be the apostle to the Gentiles. He made three missionary journeys, and in his ministry, he did endure many, many, many troubles. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24 through 27, Paul is speaking here and he's telling what he's, what he's gone through. He says, from the Jews five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often. Wow. You know, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Now what, what fascinates me about the Apostle Paul is, how did, he, how, did he, how did he do all that? How could he go through all those things and come out victorious on the other side? You know, he said I, at the end of his life, I've run my race. I've finished my course. I'm getting out of here. You know, and it, I've been in a Christian for well over 40 years. I've been in the ministry for many, many years. And I've seen people, well, the pastor didn't speak to me. I'm going to quit tithing. He did not speak to me. If it ever happens again, I'm walking out the door. Oh my goodness, you're going through some tribulation there. But you see, Paul was able to do that. And... I like to know how he did that. You know, how was he able to do that? See, Paul was very zealous. He was zealous for the law. He was zealous to wipe out Christianity. But after his conversion, he became zealous to fulfill the will of God in his life. And here's some, just a, three statements that Paul said about himself, and they apply to us. But in Romans 4.13, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He says in Romans 8.37, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphs in Christ. I mean, look at this. I can do all things through Christ. We can't do anything, we can't do all things without Christ. You see? But he says, he leads us into triumph. In other words, Paul, no matter what he went through, he was going on to victory. You see? 
He leads us in triumph. We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. I mean, my goodness. I heard a story once about a prize fighter. And he, he was in a championship match. He was fighting against uh, the champion. And, and he won the fight. He conquered his opponent. And, and they gave him a check for several million dollars. He was the conqueror. And his wife came up and went like this. And the prize fighter put the check into her hand. He was the conqueror, but she's more than a conqueror. <laughs> and that's, that, that's the way it is with us. Jesus won the victory, and He gives us the blessings. Hallelujah. 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 I tell you, I'm, going, I'm getting happy. I'm getting happy. I'm, I'm, I may take a run around the building break here pretty soon. <laughs> you see, but how did he do that? What was the secret to his success? Well, Romans chapter 1, verse 1 explains it all. He says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Now, see, the King James says servant. The New King James says bondservant. Uh, they're being polite. Because they thought the, the true meaning of the word would scare people off. Bondservant means slave. He says, I am a slave to Jesus Christ. The word slave means, now listen to this very carefully, one who gives himself up to another's will. Paul put his life on hold and he says, I am a follower of Christ. I am going to do what you have called me to do. It also means those whose service is used by Christ in extending and advancing His cause among men. A third definition here is someone who is devoted to another to, di to the disregard of one's own interests. Let me repeat that. Someone who is devoted to another to the disregard of one's own self-interest. He totally put his life aside so that he could follow Jesus Christ. And that's the same attitude we have to have. And you see, he says he's a bondservant, then it says, called to be an apostle. Called to be a, an apostle. You know what? You know what uh, the word apostle, you know what that is? That's a job title. That's all it is, a job title. You know, some are called a pastor, some are called to teach, some are called a music ministry, some are called 
to run, work in the sound booth, praise God for you. I could mess that 10 minutes and I could have that thing ruined. That's why I stay out of there. But you see, the thing is, it's a calling. Apostle, late Buddy Harrison said, all it is is a job description. And you see, as Christians, we must understand that we are going to be judged when we stand before Jesus Christ. We will be judged for what we were called to do. You see? And, you know, one, when I was at Rama, there was this one lady, big black lady, and she had the joy of the Lord all the time. I mean, this lady was up. You know, she, she was a custodian. She cleaned bathrooms. But she was up. She was on top of things. She had joy. And I'm ushering on a Sunday night service, and just as clearly as clearly can be, the, the, the Lord spoke to me and said, who do you think will receive the greater reward in heaven? The, this lady or Brother Hagin? Well, you know what the answer is? Whoever fulfills their calling. You know, you, you say, well, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not that important. You have a calling. And as you fulfill your calling, you get the same reward as someone who we look at as greater. You see? And, and so, it, 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 your title... It doesn't matter what your title is, your calling, it's how you perform that title. Then it says separated. See, he was separated to the gospel of God. Separated. It means to mark off from others by boundary. To limit. To separate. Now listen to this one. To appoint. To set apart for some purpose. You know, there, there have been a lot of people in the ministry, called to the ministry, that never fulfilled their ministry. Jesus said in um, Luke 9, 23, 24, I think, maybe I'm not in the right place. Well, yeah, Okay. Then Jesus said to them, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You want to, you want to be, step into the ministry that God has called you to? Well, you need to take up your cross daily. Now, what does a cross do? It kills flesh. You want to be, you want to fulfill your calling? You're going to have to die. Not physically. Oh no. You can't fulfill your calling in heaven. The calling's for down here. You see, but the flesh has to be crucified. I mean, we, it, it requires us to make changes. And I'd like to say that. You know, we could have a laying on of hands service and everyone, you know, we could just get rid of all the things you need to get rid of. 
But you know, Brother Hagin called that laying empty hands on empty heads. You, you can't pray for someone to, to, you know, just be all better. No, each person, each person has to say, when the Lord deals with you and He says, set this aside, what we do is we set it aside. And I'd like to tell you in six months, you'd be all good. But it's going to be an ongoing process and it won't be completed until the trumpet sounds. You see, but it's important that we realize our lives are not our own. I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. And when He tells me, stop doing this, I'm going to stop doing that. And when He says, start doing more of this, I'm going to start doing more of that. You see, many are called, but few are chosen. You see that? Many are called, but few are chosen. I want to be separated. I want to be chosen. I want to be doing the work that the Lord has called me to do. And as I, as I am doing that, the Lord is saying, set this aside, set this aside. Oh no, you need to pick this one up. You need to pick your prayer life up. And you need to start praying more. Or he might say you need to start giving more. Whatever it is he speaks to you, just start doing it. Or stop doing it. You see? And as you do that, what is happening is you're developing the fruit of the Spirit. You're becoming more Christ-like in your character and God is able to use you just that much more. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> I'm having a good time. How about y'all? Praise God. And I tell you, it, it is so vital in uh, Hebrews, I hope I, I didn't even put it in my notes. Hebrews 12.2, but that's okay. I have a Bible. And guess what? It just happened to have the ribbon right there. Now this is talking about Jesus. And it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What? Now, Jesus, he knew the Bible. He knew who He was. He knew what all those prophecies said. And let me tell you something, they were bad. He knew that He would be mocked, ridiculed, spit on, have His beard plucked out, beaten. He knew that He had to go through all of that. And He knew that He would receive that lashing 39 Stripes. He knew that he'd be hung on that cross. He, he knew that he would die. But the 
worst thing he went through on that cross is when he was separated from God. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the worst of it. The rest of it was physical and, you know, I'm sure mental. But praise God, the worst of it was he knew he would be separated from God. He knew that he would die and that he knew that he would go to hell. And none of us have been through anything like that ever nor will we ever be. But what was the joy that was set before him? He knew this. John's 1, 1 chapter 14, he says he is the, when he came to earth, he was the firstborn of many brethren. But after he left, no, he, he said he said that wrong. John 1.14, he, he says he's the only begotten of the Father. But in Romans 8.29, I believe it is, he says, the Bible says he was the firstborn of many brethren. And you see, what Jesus did was this. He knew what he was going through. But at the same time, he wasn't worried about what he was going through. He had his sights on the victory. Because he knew he was going to hell. But he knew he hadn't sinned. And he knew that God was faithful. And he, after he had paid the penalty for that sin, he would come out of that tomb alive forevermore. And he really was the first begotten of many brethren. Amen. Folks, come on, I'm, do, I, I'm doing better preaching than you are hollering. Yeah, he did it for us. And it's the same thing with the Apostle Paul. He kept his eyes on the prize. And no matter what he went through, he knew that he would come out victorious. He knew he was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles. He wrote half the New Testament and he couldn't die until he said, I finished my course. I've run my race. I'm out of here. You see? And, and, and Paul, uh, Paul did that. He became a slave. He stepped into the ministry that God had called him into because he had taken the time. There's a gap of 14 years in Paul's life. What was he doing? He was learning the Bible. He went to Bible school and Jesus was a teacher. You see? But he, then he came on the scene and he knew, he knew what his calling was, and what he had to do. Oh well, I was stoned to death. I'm, no, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm going on. I'm going on. They, they couldn't kill him by stoning him to death. I'll tell you a secret. When people stoned you, you to death, they knew when you were dead. But read your Bible. What did he do? He got up and went in back into the city. 
Then he left. You see, they, they couldn't kill him. Well, praise God. And, and for us, for us, for the joy that is set before us, we will endure whatever we have to go through. I mean, you're, you, you may have a stack of unpaid bills that high and those bills are screaming at you. But I, if I have unpaid bills, I'm a tither and I'm a giver and I'm claiming my tither's rights and I, uh, I have planted good seed into good ground and I call in that abundant harvest. Maybe, maybe you, you, you've got, got a diagnosis. That's terrible. You know, cancer. You're going to die. If that ever happens to you, the doctor says you've got cancer, you can't make it. Well, guess what? Get a second opinion. Go to a different doctor. And I know a real good one. And he doesn't charge anything. His name is Jesus. And he'll, he, he will tell you, you, you don't have to die. You don't have to die because I've already paid the penalty for what you're going through. And as Christians, hallelujah, hallelujah, we, we go through stuff. Y you know, there's a promise in the Bible. And you know you don't even have to, you can receive this and you don't even have to believe God for it. Do you know that? There's a, I'll, re I'll read it to you. John 16, 33. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. There's a promise of God. The words in red. You will have tribulation. You want to live a godly life? Good news. You're going to have tribulation. The verse isn't finished. <laughs> he says, in me you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He's the overcomer. He's the one that gives us the reward. Do you see that? Pastor, Dan, Pastor Joan, I'm not doing too well getting through Romans chapter 1. <laughs> yeah, only, it's only 31 left. <laughs> but it, it, it's so vital. It's so vital that we see the victory that lays on the other side of the tribulation. I, I mean, none of us will ever suffer to the amount that Jesus suffered. You see, but for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. He endured it all. And because of that, We are now some of those many brethren. Hallelujah. And our ministry includes telling others about 
what Jesus has done for us. You see? So praise God. It's, it's good. This is good. You got to get a hold of this. You, well, you, it's easy to get a hold of it. You got to do it. You know, you can look at the circumstances or you can look at the promise. You look at the circumstances, you are on the wrong road. You are on the road to death and destruction. But you keep your eyes on the prize. You keep your eyes on the victory. You, you look at that victory. The joy of the Lord will begin to rise up within you. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it, that, that joy, that strength will enable us to go through and to, to the victory that waits on the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I, like to tell, I, I would like to stand up here and say, well, you know, you're only going to go through one thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> you keep going through. You keep going through them. You know, the devil is a liar. I mean, if you ever get a revelation of that, it'll really help you. It'll really help you. Oh, that's you, devil. You're a liar. I choose not to listen to you. Now, you just run along. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Get out of here, little devil. In Jesus' name. I was, when I worked at the hospital in Branson, uh, one of the, this one lady was in the IT department. And uh, she had to run some cable down a wall, you know, to put the, and put the covering over it and all. And she had to go behind a, a desk with the L shape on it. And, and this lady's tiny. And so there happened to be a maintenance guy down there. And she said, I need to move this desk. So he came and says, come on, Mike, let's do this. So together we lifted up the desk and moved it out enough for her to get it, everything connected. We put the de desk back and she looked at us and said, dismissed. <laughs> she did that. Dismissed. <laughs> well, she was a character. And, but anyway, that, that's kind of the attitude you have to have with the devil. Dismissed. Go away. Shoo. You got authority. Yeah. Say it, but, uh, but always put in Jesus' name at the front of it. That way the devil knows, knows, knows who's the boss. You see? And believe me, we're the boss. We're the boss. Paul went through hell on earth. Jesus went through hell on earth. But they both won great victories. We may be going through hell on earth right now. But praise God. Keep your eyes on the promises of God. Keep your eyes on what Jesus says in His Word. You just say, okay, devil. I choose to believe this. Dismiss. She did that too. Dismiss. But you see, my friends... The devil never changes. He'll always be a liar. Yeah. 
But praise God, the Word never changes either. And it's always the truth. Amen? And <laughs> praise God. Next time I speak, maybe I'll get to verse 2. <laughs> but I, I knew this is so vitally important that we... Yeah, it's so vitally true that we win. Just like Paul, he was a slave. He set his life, his wishes, his desires aside. He, he looked at, at the things he was leaving beside in the world, and he said, New King James politely says, it's all rubbish. Traditional King James is a little more blunt. It says it's dumb. And, and that's the way we have to be. We have to, okay, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. That's our attitude. Yeah. We have to understand that we have a calling. Mm -hmm. It may not be apostle or prophet or any of the pulpit offices, but if you're a worship leader, do the best you can. Right. When I was... When I was pastoring, for a good while, we had a guy, his years, this years ago, he moved down from Minnesota. He was a trombone player. And he came down to work in, in the theaters. And, oh, man, he was skilled. I played the trombone in high school, but what I played didn't sound anything like he played. He was, he was excellent. But you know what? As excellent as he was, when he was playing and when he yielded to the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's like grab on to something because if not, I'm going. And, and it was beautiful. But as Christians, we have a calling. We're separated. We've given our lives over to Jesus. We're going to let Him use us any way He sees fit. And because of that, no matter what we go through, we go through. Yeah. You know, yea, though I pass through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, that's not talking about dying. It's talking about the circumstances of life. Yea, though I pass through the valley of the shadow of death will pass through. Don't sit in the middle of the path and have a pity party. I can say that because I know none of us have ever had a pity party. <laughs> Today. <laughs> but you see, I pray that you understand what I've been saying. I pray that you put into practice what I've been teaching tonight. And as we put it into practice, we are fulfilling our calling. We're led by the Spirit, and we have victory on the other side. Amen? Well, you left me two minutes. You did great. That was yeah. really good. Let me read you a scripture in closing. Look with me in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. 
Here's what it says here. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. How many here are not ashamed of the gospel? And after all, think about what he did for us. He redeemed our life from destruction. Amen? And, uh, and it goes on to say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Just keep living by faith. Just keep trusting in God. One thing uh, that, uh, that I will say is the Apostle Paul also did something we all need to do. And that is forgetting those things that are behind. How many want to forget some things you did in your life? Amen? God said we can do that. And then pressing on to the mark of the high calling. Amen? Just don't let things get you down, mistakes you've made, this, that, oh, I, you know, uh, my, my gift is not as... Yeah, listen, God's not a respecter of people. I think tonight about those that are in security and, and, and in safety team that are watching out for the children, watching out in the parking lots, protecting us. Amen? I think about all those that are changing dirty diapers over there, taking care of those cute little babies. Young explorers chasing them around. They probably got many steps in, Joan, just during this service here. And uh, I, I can go all the way through all, all the, every one of us are important. Today I had asked Pete and Luke to fix an, uh, a, a fan that went bad in an air conditioner uh, down below here in one of the houses. They have that giftedness. What would it be like if we all had the same gift? <laughs> you know, thank God. There are people that are gifted as doctors and dentists and orthodontists and, and astronauts and military and on and on and on it goes. Everybody has been gifted. What do we do? Just, just go ahead and use that gift. Start serving. Just put a smile on your face. God's going to reward you. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be blessed by the Lord. Every one of us, if we just do something for the Lord, amen, we will be blessed. Listen, uh, tomorrow, ladies' meeting, what time? All right, uh, ladies' prayer meeting are going to come and uh, join together in prayer. You'll have a great time. And this is a very, very important meeting this coming Saturday at 9.30. Melissa, stand up for a minute. Please come and honor her and help her. She needs help. She wants to do the training. It's a very important meeting. Amen? Okay, uh, that is going to be 9.30 uh, uh, here at the church. Also, this coming Sunday, uh, that, that following Jesus class is not going to be great. I think we should always be growing and learning more. And if you want to come sit through that, it is going to be good. Amen. And also a couples meeting. We have a great time. Couples meeting at 630. And also at the end of this service, our prayer partners will be with us up here. If you need prayer for anything, we'd like to agree with you in prayer. How many got the joy of the Lord? Hallelujah. How, how many are just going to go through no matter what tribulation comes your way? You're just going to keep pressing on, looking on to Jesus, knowing this, Jesus went through it, the Apostle Paul went through it, and many men of God have went through it, many women of God have went through it, but they kept on going. Come on, just keep on going. Forget, it, forget those things that are behind. Amen? And we're going to keep growing. We'll keep learning. Amen? Let's stand. Wasn't that good roaming through Romans? Well, that's just the first night. It's just gonna, we're going to continue to receive. And how many learned at least one thing tonight?
just put your hand if you did. You know, one thing we learned is that uh, we just keep going through. Tribulation comes to everybody. Don't think it's you. I mean, it comes to everybody. Amen? But you've got to look to Jesus. He know, you know he loves you. He's giving you the faith to overcome. you got his word. You're more than a conqueror. Even if you don't feel it, you are. <laughs> Amen? And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you on the inner man. Amen? It'd do you good during the day. Every now and then they say, praise the Lord. Just shock the devil. Just go ahead and torment him. You see this Bible devil? I think I'll read a verse to you. <laughs> Glory to God. Smile at the one next to you. Act like you're a happy Christian. <laughs> Glory to 